Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouth Film and TV Podcast. This week we'll be discussing the latest movie news, film trailers and new release reviews with Golden Globe's darling Nomadland and Eddie Murphy coming to us once again as Prince Akeem in Coming to America. On top of it all, every week we discuss a classic film in our video store corner section and this week we'll be heading back in time with Jean-Claude Van Damme Legs Akimbo in the Peter Hyams directed time travel actioner Time Cop. This is Miles. And as ever, I'm joined by a man, a gentleman, who famously once said, Drainage! Drainage! Miles, you boy, drain dry. I'm so sorry. Here, if you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw. There it is. That's a straw, you see. You watching? And my straw reaches across the room, and it starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. It's Daniel <laughs> Philview himself. Hi, Phil. How's my milkshake? Uh, I've heard it brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> it's so true. What is that? <laughs> wow, that was a good intro. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. So, Phil, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What have you been watching this week? <laughs> what? What have we what? What have what, I, what do you what do you mean? What have you been watching this week? Uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching uh, oh um, series two of Snowpiercer on mm. Netflix. Um, I quite enjoyed series one, um, but this this is a lot better already. Okay, series one got a bit. It was it, in a way, it was sort of like Walking Dead, but without the zombies. It was just like us versus them the whole time. The whole it was series. just walking <laughs> on a train. But this is, yeah, I'm enjoying this series a lot more. So I think I'm about five episodes in now. Okay. Um, and then well, I haven't. There's a couple of series I want to watch, <laughs> which I'm going to start this week. So it's going to be uh, uh, Your Honor the new Brian mm -hmm. Cranston mm -hmm. drama, which looks really good. And there's also um, a series starting on ITV over here in the UK, which mm -hmm. is a, it's a new um, crime, crime drama called uh, Grace. And I think it's based on Peter James books and he's the sort of famous novelist for the Brighton area. So, yeah. which is, as you know, where I'm uh, residing in that area and it's all filmed all around here. So, all in Brighton and all just around near my house, basically on the cliffs oh. and around. So it'd be, it's always interesting, isn't it? When you see an area, you know, really well, but in, yeah. in a drama or something. Oh yeah. Film like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Very good. Very good. Well, you will have to fill us in on the next episode to tell us how those are. Actually, funny enough, actually, a friend of mine told me uh, Your Honor is very good. She's binging it at the moment. Yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, you have to watch this for the for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, maybe you can give us a small review on that one on, the next, uh, on the next show. Um, I've been watching quite a lot, actually, this week or these last couple of weeks. 
Um, I finished One Division, the MCU series on Disney Plus. Mm. Uh, not no spoilers. Slightly underwhelming finish. Um, right. There were some things that maybe a lot of people expected to happen, people that they expected to see that they didn't. Um, mm. But really, really well put together show. Um, and you know the leads in that were just really, really good. Um, and then I've also been watching another show. This is on uh, Fox or FX. It's called Dave. It's about a real life rapper um, whose name is Lil Dicky, and <laughs> it's about his Dave. So, so it's Dave is it's actually him. So he's playing himself, um, and he is this rapper Lil Dicky in real life. And he, he's kind of he's kind of a funny rapper, like lurid kind of funny rapper, but he's not a mm. joke rapper. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of it's this really interesting show about like how he kind of f- found fame and and this kind of thing like borderline fame because you've never heard of him but like he's fairly you know kind of come up and coming um and this is it's a bit like atlanta the the other fx series atlanta meets entourage it's um it's really creatively interesting there's some really cool episodes that are like very um like arty and like and the humor kind of opens up i would say towards the late the later end of the of the series but I really, really like this. I mean, there was there was basically a whole episode about um, butthole licking and milking tables, which is like <laughs> okay, which was just brilliant. Our younger listeners would absolutely love googling what that is. Um, so I was watching that, and then also um, the, a new animated show on FX. This is the Great North from the creator, the creators of Bob's Burgers. Ah, um, yes. And this is starring, this. yeah, so this is starring Jenny Slate uh, and Nick Offerman, both of Parks and Rec fame. Nick Offerman, you remember, is uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Mm. Um, and Will Forte. Um, and this is a pretty trippy stoner comedy about a family that live in um, in Alaska. It's basically kind of, you know, family guy based in Alaska, but it's it's very grown up. Um, it's some of the jokes are very weird. I, I actually haven't seen Bob's Burgers, but I would imagine that's also a stoner comedy because this is like you know, if you're that way inclined. I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, an incredible I'm a big, show. Big Bob's Burgers fan. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. This is yeah. I'm really. It's only six episodes in so far. They're releasing them week by week, but mm. I'm really enjoying it. Actually, I've watched every every one of them so far, and I like the characters straight away. Cool. And Alanis Morissette is in every episode as a kind of force ghost. <laughs> all right <laughs> wow like i said it's a stoner comedy yeah um but yeah that, that's what what i've been watching so let's jump into the news phil what, what news have you got for us this week so i've got one piece of news for you so this is about the upcoming um bg's biopic which could be very good uh watched a Sold. documentary yeah I'm immediately on board. i yep. watched a documentary on the bg's recently which was really good but this is the news that kenneth branner is on board to direct wow uh, which so that could be really so kenneth Branagh, Branagar, yeah wow <laughs> um yeah so he yeah he's on board uh it's going to be released through P- uh, paramount pictures uh and barry gibb uh is on yep. board as an executive producer as well, well he's, he's the only I one mean, that's still alive the only one left <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> And it's written by Ben Elton as well. Okay. So recipe oh. for Oh come on. Okay. Didn't he write <laughs> uh We Will Rock You? 
Yeah. What's wrong with that? Just checking. Should we give them our best ha, 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 staying alive? Ready? Three, two, one. Ha, 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 staying alive. <laughs> I think we could be in the film. I I honestly think I could be Robin or Maurice Gibb, and you could Can definitely you get higher, Barry. That. Can you do higher than that? It was actually Barry that was the one that got high. He was the one that yeah. used to get really high. Do yeah. you know that docu- that HBO documentary you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I watched that as well, and mm. it was the sole reason for why I relocated myself to Miami. It because yeah. there was this whole moment when they move, they go to the same recording studio as Eric Clapton, don't they? And uh, and then they're talking. They're like, "Oh yeah, we went to this recording studio. And we're like, why don't we just live in Miami?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> watching it, and I was like this little light bulb went on over my head, and I was like, "Why don't I just?" <laughs> Did you look live in the mirror, in Miami? Go, yeah. Why don't you just go to Miami? <laughs> yeah. And then I, undid, I undid like three buttons on my shirt, and, then and like my chest hair grew out. And then I had like these gold chains, and yeah. And then I kicked myself in the nuts, and I went. <laughs> You strutted down the street. You should be dancing <laughs> all the way to the airport. All the way to the airport <laughs> with your little suitcase. With a little case, like Paddington suitcase <laughs> with little stickers on it. Strutting <laughs> in like I don't know crocodile shoes, flares. Yeah. So anyway, that film's coming out. Um, yeah. In my in my news, I've got a couple of new new movies actually. These these were two from left field. So I'll start with. Ron Howard's new movie, which is called 13 Lives, 13 Lives, about the rescue uh, attempt to save 12 soccer players and their coach from a Thailand cave in 2018. You remember these uh, soccer mm. players, these young kids that got trapped in this cave, and there was this international operation, basically, to try and save them. Um, well, this has got a pretty interesting cast with Colin Farrell. Vigo Mortensen and Joel Edgerton all added to the cast, and they're all wow. individual rescuers. Yeah, who took part in the real life um, rescuer? I think uh, Vigo Mortensen's actually playing the British guy that went in there, and Joel Edgerton, the Australian guy um, that kind of went through the caves and everything to save them. Right. Um, but really interesting, and it, it. I mean, also there's a lot of drama in this story because the actual real um, rescue attempt, someone actually died. There was a there was the mm. Thai Navy SEALs went in to try and to try and save them. And one of them, one of them died. Yeah, I sadly, so. I actually watched a documentary on this quite recently as well. Did you? Yeah, oh, on, yeah. That, on that event. Yeah, and about the rescue and how they did it, it was amazing. Absolutely mm. amazing how they did Isn't it. Isn't Elon Musk like, let's create like a submarine or something? We'll just send in like these little mini subs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the way that yeah, uh, it's incredible. The way if you can, I think it was on like National Geographic or something. But You're gonna have to send that to me because I'll definitely watch it. It, it might be on really, Disney Plus. Really interesting, and the bravery yeah. of the guys that did it was amazing. Just, oh yeah, they could see nothing basically. Anyway, how did, they, yeah, get, how did they get that deep into the cave? Well, they had to dive. How did they get? Oh well, because it flooded the while they were in it. Yeah, they, it oh. flooded while they were in it. So they. Oh, they this is going to be a good movie. This is going to be a good movie. Yeah. It's been a while since I've really enjoyed a Ron Howard movie, so fingers yeah. crossed he pulls one out of yeah. the bag here. Um, and then Ridley Scott news. So for those of you that follow our Instagram account, earlier this week you you will have seen me post our first look at Ridley's new movie, House of Gucci, which is starring Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga! Um, <laughs> this, this follows... Um, Adam Driver's Maurizio Gucci, who was the grandson of 
Gucci O Gucci, uh, who ran the famous fashion house in the 80s. Uh, uh, this is his actual real name. name. Gucci O Gucci. Yeah. Wow. Miles E. O. Miles. Um, Phyllis. Philly O. Philip. Philly O. Philly O. Fish. Um, so basically Adam Driver is Maurizio Gucci, who's the grandson of the, the guy who invented Gucci. Um, he started running the company in the eighties and Lady Gaga plays his ex-wife, Patricia Reggiani, who was convicted of orchestrating his murder on the steps of his offices in Italy in 1995. Mm. So this says this, check this out. This has got an amazing cast. Right. Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, Jeremy Irons, mm. Jared Leto, Ooh. Jack Houston, wow, and Al Pacino. Jesus, <laughs> I pulled the all the favors getting out oh, in there. Oh, oh, I'm Gucci, oh Gucci. <laughs> oh, want a cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, I got Gucci coming out of my fucking ears. <laughs> One day we'll do a oh, podcast where oh, you don't do the Pacino. Oh, hoorah! Gucci! Hoorah! Brilliant. It's not going to happen. It's not no, going to happen. Not. It's not. The Pacino 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 Pacini. Gino Janino Janelli. So that's that's um, the House of Gucci uh, coming out this year, which just sounds really great. And if you get a chance, check out our Instagram. We posted a really fun looking picture of the two. Earlier this week, uh, Phil, trailers, you want to jump in there for us? Yes, I do. I have a couple of quick trailers. So first one is uh, Army of the Dead, which is starring new... Army Hammer. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's the new Zack Snyder zombie uh, film, which I'm sure you might have got from the title there. <laughs> but it's about uh, <laughs> it's about a zombie outbreak. It's, it looks really interesting. Actually. It's about a zombie outbreak that happens in Las Vegas, and then there's a group of mercenaries that um, they take like a gamble and they uh, venture into the quarantine zone to try and pull off a heist. Mm-hmm. So pulling off a heist while there's a uh, zombie outbreak okay. going on. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Zack Snyder, and it's starring um, Dave Bautista. What you could have said is Dawn of the Dead meets Ocean's Eleven. I should have said that. Yeah, that was easier. Run and hide, Run zombie. Run and hide from the zombie. <laughs> hide. <laughs> I, look, I think it looks great, this movie. It's also Netflix, so it's going to be bang on your TV screen in, Straight in there. a month. May 21st, um, it's on. There you go, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Has he ever done better? I actually love that movie. Loved I did it from the moment I saw it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm a you know I'm a big fan of the original as well. I'm not a huge but... Snyder fan. I like Watchmen and Three Hundred. After that, yeah, I'm a little bit lost. But this mm. is back to real world. It's going to be interesting to see a Zack Snyder movie that isn't just green screen galore, like all of his other movies have been pretty much since Three Hundred. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you're right. But it does look like super heavy on the special effects, but they do look like decent special effects yeah. as well. There's that they, scene, isn't there, where you see like thou- t- 100,000 zombies. 100,000, and then like a helicopter falling down a building sideways, and it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Dave yeah. Bautista's in it, so. Yeah. Can't well, go wrong. You know, yeah. It's going to be good. 
Um, what's the other one I got? I got um, yeah. So there's another one called. Uh, this is a bit out there. It's just one I randomly picked up. But it's a film called uh, Golden Arm. James and... Bond 007 in. <laughs> it's definitely not. I'm going to give you the rundown for this one. Golden, so... <laughs> golden arm with a golden arm. <laughs> golden arm. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, I'm, I'm going to just ruin your little oh, of it there. You're going actually... to be like, this is the most serious movie. That no, I've ever heard of. But, it's an no, AIDS drama it's, starring it's, children. It's not, but it is about a tough lady trucker who trains her wimpy best friend <laughs> to compete in the National Ladies Arm Wrestling Championship. <laughs> that just sounded like one of those swear words you see in a movie at like 6 p.m. You know, like, um, yeah, you know, like Die Hard when they'd show it like in the evening before the watershed, oh, yeah. and, they, and it'd yeah. be like yippee, and he'd go yippee ki tough lady trucker. <laughs> yeah, it does like the kid friendly swear words. You are one tough lady trucker. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I laughed over that, but it... well, that's what it's about: oh. a tough lady trucker who trains who trains her wimpy best friend to compete in the national ladies arm wrestling championship. It sounds like Sylvester Sloan's over the top, no? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've not seen that, I don't think. Is that about arm wrestling? You've never seen over the top? I don't think so. Are you for real? Uh, do I smell? Are you actually, is this just podcast? Is this just oh, podcast fakery? No, I don't. I can't remember. Over the, it doesn't ring any bells. I've got to look it up. Okay. I'm doing it now. Oh my goodness me, ladies and gentlemen. You've never seen over the top. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. uh, we've, there's I'm so much dead air on this on this episode. <laughs> it's incredible. It's because my mouth is agape, ladies I've and gentlemen. I've not seen it. You've never seen Over the Top. Do you know what's funny? Yeah, because it's it's about a trucker as well, and it actually says in the yes! on IMDb, "Tough trucker," but not. A Which tough is lady why trucker. I just said it sounds exactly like Over the Top <laughs> starring. So I was just like, "What did you think I meant by that?" I haven't seen that, and I immediately want to watch it. Is I'm going to go what, now. Is that all right? What is this movie called? Can you do what this? do you call it? What? What's this movie well, this, called? This is called the Golden Lady Arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Terry Funk in over the top. Um, it's an incredible, go. incredible movie. I think we need to absolutely, we need to watch it. We need the... to video store corner the shit out of that. <laughs> yes, we do. Coming soon <laughs> to video store corner. I've, I saw it maybe eight years ago seven eight years ago and i can tell you phil it's brilliant i've never i've never heard of it i've it's just insane. looked at it i've just looked it at the even cover has a good theme looked... tune oh my god well ladies and gentlemen the trailer section's taking a slight diversion this week um i'll bring it back on track so this was interesting so this this one dropped today so super re- super recent Ooh. um this is oxygen which is the new film from French director Alexandre Aya, who is returning to the French language horror um, that made him famous with Switchblade Romance. Ah, yes. Great. So the director of that, um, this movie features um, Melanie Laurent um, in what appears to be, she's basically kind of trapped in like a cat scan type chamber um but wait for it she's of course running out of oxygen um unless she solves some of the puzzles that are being fed to her (laughs) through an earpiece oh my so (laughs) 
Um, so it looks like a mashup of Saw meets uh, Buried, that Ryan Reynolds movie where yeah. he was buried alive, you remember, yeah. a few years ago. Um, but for me, Alexander Ayer, he's always promised a lot. Um, for me, his remake of The Hills Have Eyes, um, if yeah, you saw that, I, I loved. I thought it looked amazing. The suspense was amazing and it was hilarious. Mm. Um, but since then, he's kind of gone a little bit more kind of silly, like animal horror. He did the Piranha 3D movie. Oh god! Um, yeah. If you remember that, and most recently the the alligator, um, uh, like horror movie, crawl. <laughs> so it's been a while since he's done something, and this does look silly. Um, but who knows? Maybe like returning back to his native, you know, France will will bring you know something out interesting. And also Melanie Melanie Laurent as well. Who for me, I haven't seen her in anything really since like trying to think about it since like Inglorious Bastards, like that opening mm. scene, you know. Um, yeah. So we shall see if that's any good. And that's coming to Netflix on May the 12th for all you horror fans out there. Mm. So straight into the reviews this week. And when I say into, that was with a number two. Because, of course, (laughs) Phil is reviewing Coming to America. This is obviously Hollywood having a habit of long gestating sequels uh, to comedy smashes. And here... 32 years later, Eddie Murphy returns to the Bronx as Prince Akeem. The question is, should this be permitted a tourist visa or denied entry and put back on a plane from whence it came? Phil, what were your thoughts? Well, as you said, it has been over 30 years. That's mental, isn't it? Since the original and brilliant John Landis directed uh, original was released for our viewing pleasure. Um, I think for me that still stands out as one of one of my favourite comedies of all time. Let alone like eighties comedies. Just it's just for me one I always go back to. Always happy to watch it. Brilliant, love it. So that's why I think I've got to admit that I when I heard that Amazon were, you know, producing a sequel to it, mm. I was in a bit of I was torn. Is what I was. So on one hand, I was excited at the prospect of seeing those characters coming back again and, you know, seeing what direction they take it in. But on the other hand, I wanted them to leave it alone, as they should with a lot of things that they don't leave alone. (laughs) But I think the verdict is that it's possibly a bit of both still. Um, So this is directed by uh, Craig Brewer, um, who you might know from... Uh, he did uh, Hustle and Flow, I think, in the mid-2000s, wasn't it? And then more recently, he's done um, Dolomite Is My Name, which, which I really liked. Movie. Yeah, mm. I really liked And I think it's the one that's... I think that's the one that brought Eddie Murphy back to doing something f- actually funny that wasn't absolute dog shit for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was quite excited when I knew that he was doing it because I thought, well, you know, they've worked together before and he he got a really good result as well. Him and with Wesley Snipes as well, who was also in this new yeah. to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this time around, in a sort of spin on the original, we see Eddie Murphy's Prince Akeem returning, albeit quite briefly, to Queens uh, to find and bring back his bastard son to Zamunda. Uh, where he's to be trained as the only son to the heir of the throne. And uh, in a contrast to the originals, sort of, because it had um, 
quite a dated <laughs> uh, gender politics message in the original film, if you look at it now. Um, so in this one, we see the story develop um, and it, it, it sort of shows challenging the sort of long outdated cultural traditions and highlights the struggles of the women in Zamunda um, and, you know, trying to fight to be allowed to run businesses and become leaders and be successful in their own right stuff. Um, I, I think they managed to balance the, the message of, com you know, that, that message along with comedy quite nicely. Uh, and there are some jokes and, and lines in this that they really did hit the spot. Um, in particular, a flashback scene to the original, which I'm not going to go into in specific because it's quite, a, you know, it's it's a nice scene that is, and it'd be a shame to spoil it for people that haven't seen it yet. But it's, I think it's cleverly done, a bit odd, <laughs> but brilliant. Um, it's not all gold, but I don't, I don't think you're ever going to be, you know, when you're comparing it against something as highly regarded, well, as highly regarded as I hold the original, you're never going to, you're never going to beat it in my view. But I think, you know, Murphy, he's back on form. But I think I missed, what I missed about him in this a bit was he's sort of more, because in the original, he's quite like innocent and endearing because he's, you know, and he's a bit clueless as to what's going on because he's not used to American culture and stuff. Yeah. And in this, he's a lot more sort of world. Stately, you know, regal. Yeah, yeah, regal and a bit more hard, you know, and that's, he's, that's not he's not as naive. No, that's right. He? Not as naive. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And he's, he, you wouldn't be after thirty years of ruling a country or, <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I think I missed that about his character. If you know what I mean, from the original. But it's it's great. You know, it's it's great all round. Like performances and Arsenio Hall and Sherry Headley and the rest of the original cast, um, and also great turns from new characters as well you've got wesley snipes playing general izzy uh who's a bit mental but he's quite he's pretty funny um jermaine fowler does a great job as uh, lavelle so mm. he's as Akeem's son mm. uh and leslie jones i think also does a really good um t job as uh lavelle's mother mary mm -hmm. which is, i think she's brilliant as well i think the saving grace for it is that there's so many returning characters and in jokes um it's a proper nostalgia trip uh to see a lot of the faces again some inexplicably like the barbershop guys i think we mentioned when we saw the trailer it was like how are they still alive <laughs> they look exactly the same as i think that's the joke though isn't it yeah. exactly yeah but yeah. it's brilliant so it's really good to see that and i think add to it it's got a great soundtrack there's some really good music like performances in it live stuff as well uh the costumes are fantastic in it are really good uh and it's just a lot of fun really it's not you know it's not perfect by a long shot but it, as i said it's going to be nothing compared to the original but it's bloody good fun um so yeah i i, I liked it but you know it's not amazing but i liked it how about you? What did you think of it? Did you did it make you laugh? It made me laugh, yeah, in quite a few places. There's a lot of bits that didn't make me laugh, but yeah, I as I said, I think, you know, it, it did a good job. There were some lines that I wasn't expecting that made me like, you know, sort of lines or lions. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I would I would say that I'm more on the negative side of this. Mm. Um, but I do get it. I also like the original. I think my I prefer trading places to come into mm -hmm. America. I would say, but 
Yeah. Um, we had that. We've had that conversation. I think that this was a fairly cynical attempt at a, a, a sequel. I think because, as you say, correcting some of the wrongs of the original. You know, I, I understand. I also do think that when you talk about the female characters and they are pretty much sidelined for most of it. Like, for example, Mm. you know, Prince Akeem's wife, who we met in the first, you know, movie, doesn't really even turn up until, you know, about halfway through it. I'm like, oh, so she is in this. Like, she is a character in this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I didn't laugh. But then I was coming back from a skiing trip and I was badly, very badly burned i was very badly <laughs> bruised all over my body um so i was wasn't in the best frame of mind but i i didn't really i didn't laugh i didn't really find it funny i agree with the character of akeem i think he just felt too uh world weary and like you know a little bit down a little bit you know yeah not kind of up you know and they had that chance to kind of bring him in and and i think continue the character on you know from where he he, he kind of left off i get the yeah. decisions um but yeah, I I didn't love this. I, I hate to say it, and I've 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 read a few re- reviews of it as well. People that either really liked it or really didn't, and I think, sadly for me, I'm more in the I didn't really like. It. Yeah, it, fair enough. But the trailer was great. The trailer, the trailer was, but they, you know, maybe they did the old trick, didn't they? They got you sucked you in for all the good bits. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there was that scene, wasn't there, in the in the in the middle of like uh with, with the son's character, and he's kind of talking to his hairdresser. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you know, what about these sequels?" And he's like, "Oh, ha, well, they, they always know. Leave, leave it alone. Never make a sequel. The original's good enough." And I'm yeah. just like, "Come on, dude! Like, yeah. it's not a, it's not like you don't say that to make the movie better all of a sudden and just be like, oh, now you, you can get away with it.' Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, find it all, found it all a bit too cynical. I found the, uh, and I always this always great grates on me, but the product placement stuff was really well. There's there one scene in particular. <laughs> Was um when what the what for McDowell's? Are you talking yeah, about for McDowell's. Well, obviously they're talking McFlurby. about McDowell's. Yeah, the McFlurby. But then he talks about Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. And oh my god, he might you... as well have just fucking looked at the camera and gone, yeah. "The delicious taste of Pepsi." It's hey, just like ridiculous. Kim, you want a delicious Pepsi? It's cold and it refreshes me. It'll burn your throat when you burp a little <laughs> it's bit. It's sterile after and drinking. I like the taste. <laughs> <It's sterile. laughs> the five P's of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, but that's a side, you know, fine, whatever. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of rehashed jokes, weren't they? They got the Big Mac, we got the Big Mick. In this one, it was they got the McFlurry, we got the McFlurry. Yeah, I think... Okay. Yeah, but I think the main thing in it is that it it was a shock to me how many of the original cast were in it. Like it was there the only one that... that wasn't was old Sol. Well, sorry, I don't want to ruin it, but Soul yeah. Glow, the Soul Glow guy, and yeah. her, and the sister and the young sister. Yeah, true. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, but like everyone else, like how many you know films thirty years old really mm. could they get that much of a cast back into? I think That's they crazy. did a pretty good job. Saying that though, I, some I of like the main characters like... are also still Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, so I suppose they're yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were yeah. good though. I like that. I like Arsenio Hall being back. Yeah, it was good to see him. I, I thought Wesley Snipes, as you said, I thought he was for me probably the standout. I don't know. Some terrible CGI know. in this movie, by the way. The kind of CGI that should be burned with fire. Yeah, some of um, it, yeah. Some of the, I don't want to say too much, but the de-aging stuff was really good. Yeah. Well, that's what I didn't want to, you know. Spoil. Yeah, we won't go into too much detail. <laughs> Come on. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Phil and I are going to fight Teaser. over this one until uh, the end of time. They come around um, and slap you. 
<laughs> Good luck, buddy. You got a plane right ahead of you. Um, so where can our listeners watch this film? Uh, Amazon Prime. It's available right on now. Amazon Prime right now. Fan dabby dozy. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, so for me, I sat down to watch um, Nomadland. This is the third feature from Chloe Zhao. Um, and this basically shows her view on the frailties of the American dream. So a slight departure from coming to America. Okay. Um, it follows... <laughs> <laughs> no one gets chased by a lion in this. Um, <laughs> it follows Francis McDormand as Fern, who, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Um, this feels very much like a documentary, the way that it's filmed. Mm. Um, and that's actually partly true. So this film was made up of mostly real nomads that the film crew and Frances McDormand met on the road. So obviously during this movie, she interacts with them and they regale stories that are actually, you know, stories that actually happen to them. Mm. Um, and either through the places that she parks her, her trailer or the jobs that she picks up on the road. In a few scenes, we actually see her working for Amazon in a pick and pack facility. Um, as a fry cook in a diner. And one really interesting moment in reality where McDormand was actually applying for these jobs and Target offered her a part-time position, like the <laughs> fake CV, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so this film, it follows many of the, the kind of alone person dealing with hardships tropes that the likes of Castaway, Wally, or Into the Wild introduced. However, a lot less drama here. There's not a huge amount going on in this in this film it's quite contemplative 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 or con or contemplative Complem contemplative isn't it easy for you to say um so it's very contemplative um and more of a character study of what makes people disenfranchised with the system how they deal with the and how they deal with their own personal freedom so many times in this characters relay the line that they never want to quote unquote sleep under a roof or within a building ever again. A lot of people mm. say this in essence, they've left the wall confines of society and are making their own way, dealing with their own struggles. Um, quick sidebar at one point, Fern passes by a theater, like a really rundown looking movie theater. And on the, on the kind of top line, the strap line outside, it has the Avengers written on it. Um, director Chloe Zhao's next film straight after this, uh, that she just wrapped is Marvel's The Eternals, which is part of the MCU Avengers mm. universe. So a little, little in joke there for our film good, nerds. Oh yes, like that. Um, where this movie gets interesting is when Fran is introduced to a YouTube video from a nomad guru called Bob Wells. He runs an annual meetup for the middle-aged to up to elderly uh, travelers. And basically, people that have like a kind of stateless existence, they will come together at this this place in the middle of uh, of the Arizona desert. So Fern travels to meet them, and parks up her trailer there, and we're regaled with these real stories from these real people about loss and departed friends and loved ones. And this is where Fran starts to open up as a character. However, for the full one hour fifty minute runtime, rarely do we see Francis McDormand break this kind of hard, stoic, um, hardy, road worn exterior. It's it's kind of a, you know, kind of a fairly heavy, heavy performance. Mm. Um, it's only when David Strathen is introduced that we remember that this is a narrative movie and not a documentary after all. So this takes fun in a more familiar movie trope direction for the remainder of the plot. Um, 
and that it's kind of obvious to see once he once he kind of arrives as well you kind of are kind of like okay this is a movie i know where this is going to go now so it kind of yeah takes it off in a different direction but it doesn't really have much plot to be honest um where into the wild made you want to withdraw your funds and burn your possessions before heading out on the road this feels more like a warning of how high and dry society will leave you if you let the house stake your next gamble um and you know a lot of people out there that are kind of approaching retirement age that don't have a backup plan and they've relied solely on their social security or their national insurance and pensions this is a fucking horror movie this is like this is what could happen if you you know if the state doesn't fund you doesn't look after you you lose all your yeah. money and you have no other choice um it's also a tale about loss and how we adapt to overcome and kind of shedding the old traditions and mementos and finding value in the moments that make life beautiful so Although I don't think this is the best film of the year so far, I do think it's a wonderful character study and a decent warning sign for us all that life can take dramatic turns at any time. Uh, and also, what size of bucket you should piss and shit into, depending on how big your camper van is. <laughs> <laughs> a valuable lesson. A valuable lesson. Key takeaway. Mm. Nomadland is, can be seen on Hulu in the US and in cinemas internationally. and it gets a recommendation from the Movie Mouth podcast. Yes. <laughs> Phil. Yes. It's time for this. <laughs> Welcome, Philip. Dry your feet. I can hear the rain outside. Dry your oh, it's, feet. It's it's absolutely teaming it down. There's a there's a bucket there for your umbrella if you want to pop that in, so it doesn't I've get just the done a shit wet. in the bucket. Uh, what size is it? Was it a seven gallon or a five gallon? <laughs> oh, it's a five because that's all I could fit in my camper van. Perfect. It, by the way, if you have back problems, I recommend a seven gallon <laughs> bucket, as told to me by Francis McDormand in the movie Nomadland. <laughs> okay. uh, so, welcome to the video store. Thanks. corner section quite of this week's podcast you've got in here there's quite a few tapes and yeah, a lot of them are from the 90s a lot of them starring action super superhero superheroes whatever action superheroes. superstars <laughs> um, my favorite there's quite a few over there in the jcvd section which is a, oh, new, yeah. a new format it's a somewhere in between jvc vhs and dvds but it's called jcvd <laughs> um please take yourself over there and find something to rent. What would you like to rent? I'll go and have a look. Uh, oh, I think I found one. Sorry, young, you're going to have to speak up. You're right on the other side of the video shop now. Oh. You're just talking like you were next to me. Oh, sorry. You're ruining the illusion. I think I found one. Uh, oh, you have. Uh, what is it? I can't. My old eyes. Who does it? Who's that on the front? It's, uh, it's I think he's Belgian. Okay. I think he's, he's called the Muscles from Brussels. Le Moussel de la Bruxelles. De la Bruxelles. Yeah, that's him. Oh. Oh. Uh, what's the movie called? Time Cop. Ah! 1994's Time Cop, directed by Peter Hyams, an end-of-days Outland director. When mankind perfects time travel, the government establishes the Time Enforcement Commission to thwart criminal attempts to alter the timeline. Police officer... 
Max Walker, here played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, is recruited by TEC commander Matsukas, played here by Bruce McGill, but soon finds his investigation of Senator Aaron McCum, played by Ron Silver, being thwarted by elements within the government. When Max Walker's wife, Melissa, here played by Mia Sara, is attacked, he must travel across time to rescue her and save the future. Across time. I mean, when you say across time, what you basically mean is over the, the last 10 years. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme very rarely leaves the, the 20th century. He can't, well, yeah, he can't go forward. <laughs> he can't go forward because that's not written yet. But no. he never goes back beyond the 19... What is it? 1930s or something? Uh, 30, 20s? Yeah, I think it was the 20s. Do you know what I noticed 30s. about this film? Jean-Claude Van Damme never goes back to a time when the special effects would have to come into effect and be, be made. He basically <laughs> goes to times that still look like today. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he spends most of his time in 1994 when it's actually 2000. He spends a lot of time in 1994 and 2004. Yeah. When I say it's actually 2004, it's 2004 in the movie, but the movie was made in 1994. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Did that plot that I just read out, does that make sense based on your idea of this film? Uh, yes. Because no. for me, I, I had no idea what was going on for most of this film. And this <laughs> kind of does explain it quite well. Um, and we've got to explain in this that you, you, you hadn't seen this. This I've was my, seen. It's my choice, wasn't it, this one? Yeah. And I, I've seen it a few times, but not for a long time. Hmm. Uh, a colleague of mine actually asked me today, he said, uh, he said, what are you, he's American, so he said, hey, so what are you, uh, <laughs> hey, what are you reviewing uh, on the old podcast? And I was like, oh, um, well, I've never seen it, Time Cop. And he was like, fuck off. You've <laughs> never seen Time Cop? I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. He got really angry with me. And then he said, so and he went, you should do, do you do any Dan Aykroyd? And I went, yeah, we do actually. We've done a few. He went, you should do Spies Like Us. I was like, well, thanks for listening to episode 19 featuring Spies Like Us in the video. <laughs> in your face, section. whoever your name yeah, is. Yeah, so fuck you, Brian. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> fuck yourself. Listen to 19. Um, so no, I'd never seen this. And I remembered like vividly it coming out. I remember the trailer. I remember seeing it in the video stores. And I have no idea. I loved Van Damme movies at this time. I have no idea why I've never seen it. For me, this is like the best Van Damme movie as well. I was going to ask you this. Top three. This. Okay. U Universal Soldier. Yes. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah, same. Mm. Oh, would you have Hard Target? Oh, I would have had Hard... I would have... Oh, Hard Target. I forgot about Hard Target. Oh. I know. Bow and arrow such a mullet in Hard Target. Oh, yeah, incredible mullet. <sighs> oh, and he goes off that... He does that thing off the motorbike. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Hard Targets. I think it might be better than Bloodsport. I think Hard Target might be better than Bloodsport. As a movie. Uh, Bloodsport, you... Bloodsport, it's like an hour and eight minutes long. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched it fairly recently. I was like, wait, what? It's finished? It's like an <laughs> hour and eight it. minutes it's long. watching an episode of The Simpsons. It really was. It's just done in a flash. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Time Cop, the movie that we're talking about, mm. um, you'd seen this before, but it was a while mm. back, right? Yeah, yeah, like we're talking probably a good. Probably I've seen it within one. the last ten years, but yeah, years. My, I, so you had some memories. I had no memories of this movie. 
Um, what would you say is the best thing about this movie? Uh, what are we talking like? Not, we're not talking about favorite scene or anything. We're talking about whatever you want. What's the best thing I about mean, this movie? From a technical, right? I'm without you know going into the cheesy stuff and stuff yet. There's some really good technical stuff in this, like visual effects wise. Because I, I watched. No, I'm really? not joking. There's in the scenes where, um, because there's certain scenes in the film where the same character meets himself in the past. Mm-hmm. So you know the future self meets his past yeah. self. And one of them is incredibly darker coloured. The they film. are because of the way they've had to do it. But did you notice, though, and it's funny because I actually watched a video on this explaining how they did it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene where um, Senator McComb meets his past self. McComb. And, act- and he actually passes himself a piece of paper. Like, yes. And you might not have picked it up, like picked up on it, how clever it looks. Mm. But it's a really good special effect. About- and... I think it turns out that if you look at it closely, and it's only because I'd seen the video on it, otherwise you wouldn't notice. But they like superimposed like an like an arm in there. Okay. It's like there's some really clever special effect stuff going on. I know it looks a bit janky sometimes. Yeah, like for the, example, the time. The, for example, it looks great until he stands up and dusts himself off. The scene where the lorry, <laughs> yeah. where he he Jean Claude Van Damme appears on a road in front of a rushing lorry that's speeding <laughs> that towards him, and yeah. he he well, ducks underneath it. Then. Looks yeah. great, yeah. but then it does like this like like two minute scene like of him then standing up and dusting himself off on this road against the blue screen against the but basically against the blue screen. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Listen, sensitive jerks. <laughs> there's some bad stuff but there's some really good stuff in it as well yeah i i have to say can i just say i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go all out there yeah. i fucking loved this movie yeah. i it is will be in my miles gets home from the pub rotation stick on time cop it absolutely it absolutely blew me away i don't want to get it. too hard on it i don't want to get too hard target on it but I love but it. I loved it. Nice one. I thing is, I love the the concept of it, like right. that. There's a police force that goes through time to stop criminals who also are able crime. to go through time. Through yeah, crime. it's amazing. And it, this is based on a um, a graphic novel series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also made a TV series of it, mm-hmm. and I think in development is a new version of this, which they don't need to do. I mean, just, yeah, I still uh, yeah. watch it. I've I've never watched a TV series. I'm not really interested. But this is great. There's so much they could do with this as well, if they did like a really good like series. Kind of weird, it wasn't bigger than it was. The only thing I would say is that there's not really a lot of time travel. In this. There's not. Like <laughs> when they do for, time travel, it's literally by it's like to, ten years. Yeah, it's like oh, we'll go back to a time where we don't have to recreate, you know, an old country and western saloon, or like, yeah. you know, and that's basically what they do. Or like we a haven't medieval got the costume cost. budget for that. No. No, and like we've we've looked at another movie through time recently, um, and I, I, I like with Highlander, obviously. Mm. I feel like this is it's so kind of low budget, but like high impact. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the only way I can kind of say this movie is fairly low budget, but they did the absolute best they could have done and dressed it up. But oh my god, what an incredible movie! And what an incredible script, which is hilarious, it's by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? it? Is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's one There's of the most knowing lines. like scripts ever. Like yeah. it knows what it's doing. Yeah. 
What? So let's say best lines. What would you say? <laughs> My, do you know what? Mine's not even from a main character. Mine's mine's from a Most guy you see. Most of mine aren't either. Right. So <laughs> is it is it from the opening scene? No. Oh, okay. But it's from. <laughs> oh, right. Is it from the shopping mall? I laughed. Mall? Is it no, from the shopping not, mall? No, it's when it, <laughs> it's when they go back to the twenties or wherever it is. They're in and then and they're in the offices of the yeah. of the thing. And yeah, the it, looks like, look, it looks like um the uh, the Chrysler Building, doesn't it? That's what it looks like. That it does look like the Chrysler Building. Yeah, so it's like yeah. yeah so that era, America. There's like the the police on the street, and there's been an incident, and stuff happens. And then at the end of it, a guy falls off the roof and onto a car, doesn't he? Yeah. Right? Which is great. Yeah. And it looks really good, actually, when that happens. Yeah. But it's the fact, right? And it's it's, com- it's comedy, but I don't think it was meant to be because it's oddly serious but hilarious. The camera zooms really close <laughs> up to the policeman's face, right? And he just goes, Who's just in, this really, the side of the in this really weird accent, the policeman just goes, he looks at the guy who's just landed on the car and he goes, Tomorrow might have been a brighter day. <laughs> <laughs> then it just cuts off. Do you know what I think this was? Did you see who produced it? No. Our old friend from Dark Man, Sam <laughs> oh, Raimi. Oh, yes. yes. So I did see it in the credits. I forgot. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have this weird feeling that Raimi added some Raimiisms like that. Oh, that would make complete close-up. sense. Yes. Yeah. It just went straight in his face. It really did. Doesn't he say something when the guy's falling out of the... Because the, the same guy is falling and then he goes through time and he misses and he disappears and then he comes back. And then he comes back in. Yeah, they put Does him he say, Jesus, by Jesus, Mary and Joseph or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, there is there are some choice uh, choice lines for me. Yeah. We'll do a trade-off because I've got a few. Have you got a few? No. Okay. <laughs> just o- opening scene. It... Can I just say, when I watched this, I wasn't, let's just say, of my right mind. Let's just okay. say. Right. Um, uh, but I also had the munchies. Let's put it that way. And then people right. will be able to discern what I meant by that. Fair enough. There's this opening scene. The opening scene of this incredible time travel movie is in a, is in a Senate boardroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> and some guy walks in in a flasher Mac and sits down at this table with like generals and like politicians around it. And, uh, and he's like, you know, he's got this like dossier and he's like, thank you for joining me, gentlemen. Um, basically, you know, uh, the scientist that's been working for us all these years. I'm like, yeah, he's like, he did this, he did that, he invented the nuclear bomb or something. He's like, well, he spent the last 20 years inventing time travel. <laughs> and this senator like basically stands up, looks at the camera, he goes, time travel? Well, <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Uh, and then uh, that was brilliant. And then in that exact same scene, uh, this guy like turns to me and goes, well, like they've just all of a sudden they're convinced. He's like, well, how much is this going to cost? And he's like, more than a little and not enough to cost too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, what did he just say? What? Does that even make sense? No. And then he goes, and he goes, well, let me put it this way, General. Because I think it was the General that asked him. Let me put it this way, General. What if Saddam Hussein goes back in time, gets our technology, and Iraq becomes the world's first nuclear superpower? <laughs> oh, shit. Like give the them all the money they want. Saddam Hussein going back in time. I want to see <laughs> that movie. Please, someone. Yeah, but I want it to be the Saddam Hussein from Hot Shots. I will kill you until you die from it, Yankee kill Bastard you. Man. <laughs> Yankee Bastard Man. Yeah, that's what we need. 
I'd watch that. I'd I'd pay that. Pay to watch. I'd that. buy that for a dollar. <laughs> um, I mean, if we're gonna, if you got I, more I lines. No, I haven't got any more. Have you, have you got any other lines you want to share? More, uh, a couple more. I've got a couple more. What about the scene in the shopping mall where Van Damme walks up behind his wife and like as if he's a, if as, he, as if he's going to abduct her? And yeah, starts talking really to her old. as if he's going to abduct her. Yeah, uh, and she's thinking it's hilarious. And you see this guy. It's the most eighties-looking shopping mall you've ever seen, even though it's nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, and yeah. there's this guy. He's He's rollerblading <laughs> yeah. through through the the shopping mall, and he snatches a purse off of a off of an elderly woman. Oh my god, my purse! Come back, young man, young man! <laughs> um, and obviously, Van Damme snaps into action. And what does he do to stop said rollerblade thief? Well, he kicks out his leg and holds his foot about an inch away <laughs> from the bag snatches, and he's like. You just see this close up of this guy just staring at this the sole of Van Damme's shoes. Yes. And he but, goes Yeah, go on. And he says, Read this soul. And the guy's like It says Wolverine. And he's like, Well done, kid, you can read or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was just this image of, of him well, in front of I've a nineteen ninety four Mazda. Doing a kick, yeah, <laughs> he is a prophet. The red Mazda in the background, yeah. that he could win in the shopping mall. The, yeah. That scene is a paid advertisement talking about product placement. The company Wolverine, who make boots, so Wolverine worldwide, yeah. Uh, John Claude Van Damme was wearing a pair of Wolverine DuraShock work boots, uh, and Wolverine, the company, paid $15,000 to have their boots featured in the film. $15,000. That, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. Well, that's what he said. The executive um, for Wolverine said that it's less expensive than a trade publication ad. So why not? They got it on screen. Chuck it in the movie. they even made him read out the title of the bloody company, uh, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It's just a big advert. The five W's of Wolverine. But now I really want to buy a pair of Wolverine DuraShock work boots. Me too. <laughs> And shove them in and Roller just, Blader's faces. Yeah, just do like a kick in someone's face and hold Can it. Can you imagine me probably. trying to do that in a shopping mall? I, I would love to see. <laughs> I'd love to see. <laughs> I mean, we both used to work in a shopping mall. It could we have did. been a possibility about 15 years ago. We probably would have done that. Had we have watched this film back then, we would I have definitely done this. Would have, I 100% would have, would have done that. It would have been part of my actual job. I liked it when his wife. It, I liked it when his wife goes like he he rollerblades off or whatever, gives the purse back, and his wife goes. Um, Oh, what happened? And he's like, he's a smart kid. He read my mind. And the <laughs> wife goes, the wife goes, with your accent, he'd ha he'd have to. <laughs> he what a bitch! What this a poor bitch. Belgian guy. I mean, he's travelled yeah. all the way from Belgium to how's her where Belgian? Are they? Eh? Where do they? Where is? Uh, yeah, how's your where fucking? Where are they? They're, they're in Washington. They're they live in. So Washington. they're they're in Washington. Okay. By the way, it's I've never really understood this film's in Washington because it doesn't look like it's in Washington. But anyway, they're in Washington. Okay. Yeah. And this guy has come all the way from Belgium. Okay. And not only has he come from Belgium, but he's somehow passed a citizenship test that lets him become a cop. Not only can he become a cop in America, he can also become a fucking time traveling cop. Okay. And this woman world. is busting his chops because of his fucking accent. When he just saved an old lady yes. having her purse taken. Yes. She should go yes. fuck herself. Yes. 
They should leave her immediately. Amen. Well, didn't you think that she was going to leave him when at the beginning she keeps saying, there's something I got to tell you, Walker. Why yeah. does she refer to her husband as Walker, by the way? Because <laughs> his name's Walker. Yeah. Walker. Max Walker. Walker. Max Walker. Um, Walker, there's something I've got to tell you. He's like, what? He's like, oh, can it wait? I've got to go downstairs and answer this telephone. That's actually a very good Jean-Claude Van Damme impression. That was good. I, was, I thought it was the film. What does my boot say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me fifteen thousand dollars, I tell it, you. It says super dry. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm going to mention a scene, and I'm sure I might, I might beat you to this scene. So, did someone get kicked in the bollocks? Because ninety nine percent of the scenes <laughs> in this were men getting kicked in the testicles. Um, it was true. It's true. <laughs> no, I'm going to go about my favourite scene, which is um, <laughs> it's the fight scene in in his apartment. Oh, right. not in his, not in the guy's office. Okay, okay, no, good. In his apartment okay. when he's yeah. So he, they catch him off guard. So Van Damme's only wearing his pants. And I mean that in the British he, sense. I wouldn't pants. say he's wearing underpants or pants. I'd say he's wearing panties. Why <laughs> <laughs> fronts? He's, he's wearing. No, he's wearing. He's wearing what appear to be women's panties. That's they are what skimpy. Wearing. They They're are very, very skimpy. Very skimpy. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's a couple of bad guys in the apartment that tried to attack him, and of course he's John Claude Van Damme, so he basically kicks their ass. He has a massive knife fight with one guy. Um, and you know he gets a bit cut up or whatever, but then he, I think he manages to, does he stab him? I don't know. Whatever he gets killed, and then uh, but there's another guy who's got like this taser, hasn't he? He's got mm. this taser gun that can mm. reload itself. It's really cool, mm. and he tries to keep getting Van Damme, and he what happens what? is get huh? in Van Damme. <laughs> tries to keep getting him with the. Oh taser. right, I think he tries to get in Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we'll come to this, by the way, because there's quite a few homoerotic moments in this. There movie. is. But what happens is it, it, during the fight, for some reason, he's got like an industrial like office bottle of water in his in his apartment, you know, like a, well, water, uh, like a water dispenser, a water fountain. Yeah, it's a water dispenser, like a big, massive cooler. bottle of water. No one he knocks it over cooler. <laughs> and it falls all over the floor and the water starts leaking slowly towards the guy with the electric uh stun gun thing yeah uh, taser taser and of course the little things that that fly out of it the fly out but what does he do van damme what what does he do he uses one of his absolutely brilliant he looks down at the water he looks down at the water he feels it touching his naked toes (laughs) (laughs) tickling his naked toes (laughs) uh, he looks at the guy and the guy thinks he's got him he goes to shoot him but Van Damme does the best move I've ever seen in my life. Same. He does. He does the splits, right? Would the you say splits. the best, or would you say the most erotic? Both. Move. He does the he does the sexy <laughs> splits across his kitchen worktop in his pants, <laughs> and then the other guy shoots his thing, misses him, hits the water, electrocutes himself, dies. But Van Damme's just left there, like sort of bouncing up and down because he's doing the splits. He's like. Yeah. And the camera just cuts to him doing the splits, bouncing up and down in Brilliant. his pants on his kitchen worktop. It, yeah, it's like you see his bum cheeks just jiggling, don't you, in his little pants. And flexing. It was, honestly, I had an awakening. I think I might have had an awakening. <laughs> There's been an awakening. <laughs> um, that's a good scene. That's that, an amazing scene. Th- th- it's probably, that's probably the most iconic moment, isn't it, from this movie, I would say. Yeah, like I mean, the- th- that, that shot gets... 
I've seen that like the gif of that. <laughs> Of him on the worktop a lot. I, I, I've got to say, I love the bit when um, he goes back to his old partners. Uh, he goes back in time to catch his old partner, uh, basically robbing some company. And he's like working yeah. in an office, isn't he, on top of the Chrysler building yeah. that we talked about earlier. And his his partner calls in the security and you get these two like Irish, like, like you know, 60-year-old like boxers that like lumber yeah. in the room, these giant guys. And uh, one of them puts up like his Queensbury regs, you know, fist. Yeah. And he's like about to box his ears kind of thing. And he goes... Did I tell you I went 10 rounds with John L. Sullivan himself? And as he puts up his arms, Jean-Claude Van Damme just fucking kicks him as hard as he can in the balls. The guy just like goes, oh, and he kicks him in the the back of the head. And he just goes bang down on the floor. He goes through through a glass table. He goes through through a glass table. He had this wonderful line. And then he just ends up fucking smacked through this table. And it's really like violent, this movie. And then like, but brilliantly so, like Raimi-like violence. And yeah. then there's the scene in that same scene later on. He grabs like I think it's a billiards cue off the wall, and he hits this guy with it. The other guy, the other like oh, it's a lamp. It's a it's, it's a, a lamp. It's, that's, it's a wooden part of, that's it. He hits yeah. the lamp. All the lamp stuff comes up, and he's just got this wooden stick. And he he hits this guy, and it's like really loud, like in the the sound effects department. And it goes on about fifty times. It's like, and it's just like cutting really quick cutting. And this guy's like oh eh, oh like. And it just goes on. Oh, it's, I absolutely love. I was crying with laughter watching that <laughs> scene. Brilliant. I also like the scene in the control room of the time police where yeah. uh, you see his best friend, the guy that runs it. Um, actually, you see that? a woman. You see a woman laying on a bed kind of naked, like looking at the camera. And I have to say, in the frame of mind I was in, I was like, is this happening? Or is this <laughs> is this something that's happening to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Am I imagining this? And because she's like breaking the fourth wall, looking down the camera. Hey, baby. Hey, sexy. Anyway, we then see that obviously it's this guy in the control room. He's got a VR headset on and it gets ripped off his head. And the the leader of the time police just walks up to him and goes, damn it, Ricky, I catch you fucking that machine again. I'll break your neck. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And do you know what's weird about that, though? Right. I thought that at the time. It's like that guy's doing that at work, sitting next to other people. He is. Yeah, he's very much so around other people. Yeah. like Um, At at his desk. By the way, he works for the police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, he's a he's a he's a professional. What about freeze? Agent Walker. Do you know how inappropriate that word is? Do I look frozen to you? (laughs) You look like shit to me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, other scene, the most homoerotic. Like, so I got to say, so when I was watching this, I didn't realize that um, JCVD's old partner that he captured in that, like in the 1930s, I didn't realize the 1920s. I didn't realize that he had given up the 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 the, the senator. Okay, mm. so I didn't realize when the senator, for no apparent reason, comes to visit the time police in their HQ, and they're walking around. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme keeps looking at him really longingly yeah. and like suspiciously, and oh. and the senator is like aware that he may know something because they've caught this guy. Yeah. That obviously, he sent back in time to steal loads of money. And so the senator's kind of eyeing him up. And I was like, just sitting there, and I didn't know the, the connection between the two. I'm like, why are these guys just staring at each other? <laughs> why are they just staring at each other and talking weirdly about yeah. knowing things? Yeah. 
like these really he's like so do you know about your partner he's like yeah i know all about your partner he's like what would you do if you found him yeah yeah he goes yeah you know this is the bit at the end and they're like looking at each other and he's like it culminates in him he goes so i i hope you keep trying to get your man walker and then walker looks at him and he goes i never quit <laughs> and then, like the senator, just like smiles at him, and he like smiles back, and then re- arches his eyebrow, and then it's just like so scene. Weird. And I was like, "What is going on in this movie?" And <laughs> then, happening? then I see Jean Claude Van Damme do the splits in his tiny itty bitty panties, in his pants, yeah. And I'm like, "I, you've changed me." Um, <laughs> but this is an incredible, incredible movie. Um, in terms of the the sci fi elements, what were your favorite sci fi? based elements in this i think i don't know i mean the whole like the way they go back in time is a bit weird isn't it? <laughs> it's they really weird weird car i mean the cars in it for a start they made like one prop car let's just did. explain let's just explain hang on, let's just explain how yeah. do they go back in time phil well they get inside uh <laughs> like a triangular spaceship you get inside a big triangle that's on train tracks <laughs> on a train track and it's got yeah. like a, a stargate at the other end uh and <laughs> they basically just you know press some buttons on a machine and then mm-hmm. they get launched into yeah. the and past. as they speed up so they sp- they hit a certain speed a bit like back to the future and then yeah they scream in agony yeah it looks they horrible it, it looks like look really painful, painful to go back in time. Yeah. There's some weird effects going on. The faces love, of, there's that scene as well. So they just basically, they do that, right? But this is the weird thing. When they arrive in the past, not like Back to the Future, let's say, where it, Marty comes back in the DeLorean. When yeah. they go back in the past, bear in mind they've been sitting in this weird spaceship. Just, they're just falling. So yeah, they just, just fall like, through what happens time. to the spaceship? Because they arrive back in the yeah. spaceship when they go they, back to the present. They're just like, oh, they just appear and like land on the floor. Oh! You know, they it's fell like in the water, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they fall, fall in the water. One one time he lands under, a, he lands in front of a truck, and he has to duck yeah. down. One time they make, how do they make the guy who is um, found guilty of stealing from the past? Yeah. How do they make him fall off the side of the building? Did they put him in the machine and push him back in? Push time him back in, so that he they... is now. And then have to triangulate that location, or did they yeah, just like re- quite exact? Considering they couldn't even right. put them on the on the fucking right. pavement, they put them in the middle of a lake. Right. Like, Here's a question that- for you. Here's a question for you. You just sent sentenced this guy to death. Why are you putting him back in time and firing him off the side of a fucking? <laughs> that building? expensive. That's an expensive way. To- <laughs> well, because they want the twenties to clear it it's, up, don't they? It's a very, it's it's a very expensive thing. It's also really fucked up when you think about it also if you think about it the whole point of them going back in time is to stop yes. things being altered in the future right and causing correct you know like a ripple effect correct time so, so what do they do sending a guy so he suddenly appears out of nowhere and falls off a building <laughs> <laughs> that they all see and this is what i'm talking about he just appears this is what and I'm then lands about. in a car this is what uh, i'm talking about I also they do that Here's another question for you. Jean-Claude Van Damme goes back in, in time, comes back into the future, to, and he's fixed something, comes back into the mm. future, and everyone's a little bit different. Oh, I don't know who you are. You're not my best friend. How the yeah. fuck did was the decision made for him to go back in time in the first place if he no longer... If they didn't is know like, who he exactly. like was properly. 
oh, you've raised in all these things. But you know know what? I can't. So here's the thing. I watched this once and I wasn't of my right mind. I watched it again today. Yeah. And I got all these little nuances. (laughs) You were like, what? I was like, I've got questions now. I I was like, I've got serious questions after this movie. But before Um, you were like, you just went on for the ride. Yes. Did you cry with laughter at the end when um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's wife is on the roof and it's pissing down with rain and there's a villain that's just stood there and something happens to her. I can't I think she slips and she like rolls, but she doesn't just like roll off the roof and then like, you know, hit someone. She like slips, slides down the side of her roof, slides down another part of the roof, falls up against the chimney, slaps her head on the chimney and then like falls forward (laughs) and rolls down like the, the gusset between the roof and the chimney bounces off of that, grabs the gutter, the gutter breaks, she falls and then hits the guy. And then the guy falls off the roof as well. And she shot him in the nuts. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) why is this going on so long? Why is she still fall? I walked away. I went to the toilet. I came back. She was still falling off the roof. I think we think differently about this, like because I, I I just appreciate the stunt performance in all of that. I love oh, stunts like that. D- I don't get me wrong. I loved loved this. I thought it was hilarious. I thought yeah. it was so funny. I was crying with laughter the first time I watched it. <laughs> She's fallen off that roof for a long bloody time. Honestly, you watch yeah, it. It's true. It's like it's <laughs> true. She was. There's lots of sections to that roof. Yeah, yeah, and some strong guttering as well. It's a very strong guttering in that. A bloody good job, guttering job <laughs> on that house. Good guttering job. Um, yeah. The other thing I thought about it was that it's so. Uh, you were talking about the sound design earlier on, yeah. Like with the thing, the the, the punches in this are really bassy. Yeah, like the kicks the sound, are even like, more bassy. Yeah, it's like crazily loud, like yeah. the punches and stuff. But yeah. I think it adds to it. I really like it. I think that's a Raimi thing. I feel like he's gone yeah. and done something on this. Yeah, I really I do. So. Um, do you want some trivia? I've, yes. only got, I've, I've got too much, but I've got a few bits about it. That's right. I've got 10% battery left, so. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Shutting down. Goodbye. Shutting down. Goodbye. Arthur um... <laughs> Fluent in over 5 million forms of communication. You need an oil bath. Um... I'll work on that impression. That wasn't great. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when John Claude Van Damme visits the hospital to locate uh fields agent fields that yeah is, who, who he has an affinity with for no apparent reason in my book yeah no idea yeah. turns out to be bad uh, why does he care about it so much yeah i don't know no idea really Absolutely annoying. no idea anyway he goes back to locate her and uh he opens a refrigerator full of vials of blood and the vial on the right hand side is labeled mccready which is a nod to the thing which i really liked that's oh it. shit that's that is a cool little... Uh, that is a cool thing. I like that. Um, <laughs> apparently, 2004 Max Walker's hairstyle was partially in- partially influenced by Wolverine from the X-Men comics. No way. <laughs> yeah. Do you know partially, what? Partially. When you, say his, when you say his hair, you mean his fucking wig that he's wearing. Um, it wasn't a wig. It was 100% it? was a wig. Don't you remember him in, the, in, two, in 1994? You can see yeah, his actual roots. Yeah, he had a haircut. No, but oh, you can see yeah. his actual oh, no, roots right. of his hair. No, you are right. And when well, it maybe... rains, his hair gets all slick and it's all see-through. But when, <laughs> when Max Walker from 2004 gets wet, his hair just looks exactly... You see the rain rolling off it like a duck's back. <laughs> it's true. It's like, someone's, 
It's like someone scotch guarded him. He's fully waterproof. <laughs> you could drop an entire bottle of wine on his head and it wouldn't He's got stain. a Gore-Tex forehead. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of our next movie, isn't it? Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex forehead. forehead. That sounds the good. movie. I'd watch that. Um, what else have I got? It's cut. Yeah, uh, there's one. It just says the um, in the fight scene. So when the, and when you've got uh, so when in the fight scenes for the last act of the film, John Claude Van Damme's stunt double was used to create the illusion of the younger Max Walker. So of they course. just used the stunt double as well. Oh, they didn't the... fucking clone him. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> That's a shame, isn't it? Uh, and the same for Senator McCoom as well. <laughs> I just realised how stupid that bit of fucking trivia is. That was a really fucking bad trivia. <laughs> Did you know that. that instead of using another John Claude Van Damme, they use someone that looks like John Claude Van Damme for this? Instead of going back in time <laughs> and cl- and bringing him back to the future, they used someone that just looks like him a bit. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for that uh, one. That's all right. I can stop there. <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme wasn't actually duplicated, and there weren't two Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he wasn't. I'm sorry. That was a that, Honestly, next week. You go up your game a little bit. I'm sorry. There wasn't much. I rely on it and I couldn't do it. I look forward I to your trivia. Our listeners look forward to your trivia. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. Man. Can we just say, by the way, you mentioned the cars earlier. That car yeah. at the end, I think it's the, oh, the first cars. time you really see a car in this mm. film. Like you, you see the interior of a car a lot, but you don't often see the outside, do you? You see it driving outside his house and then just That's to in the right car, the lo- like the parking lot of the police building. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. all they are are the most nineties looking boxy cars. With they like, like they look like Clark Griswold's um, like <laughs> family wagon. car, like yeah, the station like... wagon with like the wood panel on the side. <laughs> yeah, but, it's but then it's got, got like bits of weird... polystyrene glued onto it. Polystyrene blocks all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's just a like real disconnect. They look like the shittest future cars you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, like the end scene is this old house where he lives, and for he's just driving home, I guess, to see his yeah. wife. But it's just you just see him driving this. You just see this car pull up to this old house, and it's and it's it the final weird. scene as the camera pans out, yeah. and you just see this weird looking future car next to this like normal house. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it looks. I was cr- I was laughing so yeah. much. I love this film. I it, I it was it's definitely now in my top three JCVD, which is crazy because I used to love him as a kid, mm. um, and I highly recommend it. I massively recommend Time Cop. You got to watch it. It's great fun. Um, One thing I did want to say to our listeners is we are now going to be publishing our video store recommendation, a video store review of the week. So we'll be pushing that out on our social channels so that if anyone wants to watch that movie in time for our podcast coming out, it's there for you to do so. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Phil, any last words from you? No. So join us on the next Big Mouth <laughs> podcast, which <laughs> Okay, goodbye. <laughs> join, join, join us next week. Bye bye then. <laughs>